Chapter Five of Opening a Chestnut Burr by Edward P. Rowe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Light Many Waters. Chapter Five. Was it an accident? Putting on a light overcoat, for the morning air was sharp and bracing, Gregory soon found himself in the old square garden. Though its glory was decidedly on the wane, it was as yet unknit by the frost. It had a neatness and an order of its own that were quite unlike those where nature is in entire subordination to art. Indeed, it looked very much as he remembered it in the past, and he welcomed its unchanged aspect. He strolled to many other remembered boyish haunts, and it seemed that the very lichens and mosses grew in the same places as of old, and that nature had stood still and awaited his return. And yet every familiar object chided him for being so changed, and he began to find more pain than pleasure, as this contrast between what he had been and what he might have been was constantly forced upon him. "'Oh, that I had never left this place!' he exclaimed bitterly. "'It would have been better to stay here and drudge as a day-laborer. What has that career out in the world to which I looked forward to so ardently amounted to? The present is disappointment and self-disgust, the future an indefinite region of fears and forebodings.' and even the happy past is becoming a bitter mockery by reminding me of what can never be again wearied and despondent he moodily returned to the house and threw himself on a lounge in the parlor a smouldering wood fire upon the hearth softened the air to summer temperature the heat was grateful to his chilled bloodless body and gave him a luxurious sense of physical comfort and he muttered i had about resolved to leave this place with its memories that are growing into torment but I suppose it would be the same anywhere else. I am too weak and ill to face new scenes and discomfort. A little animal enjoyment and bodily respite from pain seem about all that there is left to me of existence, and I think I can find these here better than elsewhere. If I am expected, however, to fall under the management of the daughter of the house on the terms blurted out by that fidgety nephew of hers, I will fly for my life. A plague on him! His restlessness makes me nervous. If I could endure a child at all, the blue-eyed little girl would make a pretty toy. Sounds from the sitting-room behind the parlor now caught his attention, and listening he soon became aware that Miss Walton was teaching the children. She has just the voice for a school-marm, he thought, quick, clear-cut, and decided. If he had not given way to unreasonable prejudice, he might also have noted that there was nothing harsh or querulous in it. With her management and love of nature, she doubtless thinks herself the personification of goodness. I suppose I shall be well lectured before I get away. I had a foretaste of it this morning. Drawbacks of city life, forsooth. She no doubt regards me as a result of these disadvantages. But if she should come to deem it her mission to convert or reform me, then will be lost my small remnant of peace and comfort. But weakness and weariness soon inclined him to sleep. Miss Walton's voice sounded far away. Then it passed into his dream as that of Miss Bentley chiding him affectedly for his wayward tendencies. Again it was explaining that conscientious young lady's sense of duty in view of Mr. Grobb's offer, and even in his sleep his face darkened with pain and wrath. Just then, school hours being over, Miss Walton came into the parlor. For a moment she stood by the fire. She did not notice its unconscious occupant. Then, seeing him, she was about to leave the room noiselessly when the expression of his face arrested her steps. If Annie Walton's eyes suggested the probability of sudden gusts, they also at times announced a warm, kind heart, 
for as she looked at him now her face instantly softened to pity good he is not she thought but he evidently suffers in his evil something is blighting his life and what can blight a life save evil perhaps i had better change my proposed crusade against his vanity and cynicism to a kind sisterly effort toward making him a better and therefore a happier man it will soon come out in conversation that i have long been the same as engaged to another and this will relieve me of absurd suspicions of designs upon him if i could win a friendly confidence on his part i'm sure i could tell him some wholesome truths for even an enemy could scarcely look on that face without relenting there was nothing slow or cumbrous about annie these thoughts had flashed through her mind during the brief moment in which her eyes softened from surprise into sympathy as they caught the expression of gregory's face then fearing to disturb him with silent tread she passed out to her wonted morning duties how seemingly accidental was that visit to the parlor its motive indefinite and forgotten apparently it was but a trivial episode of an uneventful day involving no greater catastrophe than the momentary rousing of a sleeper who would doze again but what day can we with certainty call uneventful and what episode trivial those half-aimless purposeless steps of annie walton into the quiet parlor might lead to results that would radically change the endless future of several lives in her womanly pitying nature had god not sent his angel if a viewless ministering spirit as the sinful man's appointed guardian was present as many believe is the case with every one how truly he must have welcomed this unselfish human companionship in his loving labor to save life for only they who rescue from sin truly save life and yet the sleeper even in his dreams was evidently at war with himself the world and god he was an example of the truth that good comes from without and not from within us it is heaven stooping to men heaven's messengers sent to us truth quickened in our minds by heavenly influence even as sunlight and rain awaken into beautiful life the seeds hidden in the soil and above all impulses direct from god that steal into our hearts as the south wind penetrates ice-bound gardens in the spring but alas multitudes like walter gregory blind their eyes and steel their hearts against such influences god and those allied to him longed to bring the healing of faith and love to his wounded spirit he scowled back his answer and as he had then felt would shrink with morbid sensitiveness and dislike from the kindest and most delicate presentation of the transforming truth but the divine love is ever seeking to win our attention by messengers innumerable now by the appalling storm again by a summer sunset now by an awful providence again by a great joy at times by stern prophets and teachers but more often by the gentle human agencies of which annie was the type as with pitying face she bent over the worn and jaded man of the world and hoped and prayed that she might be able to act the part of a true sister toward him thorny and guarded was every avenue to his heart and yet her feminine tact combined with the softening and purifying influence of his old home might gain her words acceptance where the wisest and most eloquent would plead in vain after dinner he again hastened forth for a walk his purpose being to avoid company for he was so moody and morbid so weak nervous and irritable that the thought of meeting and decorously conversing with those whose lives and character were a continual reproach to him was intolerable then he had the impression that the keen-eyed plain-featured miss walton as he characterized her in his mind would surely commence discoursing on moral and religious subjects if he gave her a chance 
and he feared that if she did he would say or do something very rude and confirm the bad impression that he was sure of having already made if he could have strolled into his club and among groups engaged with cards papers and city gossip he would have felt quite at home ties formed at such a place are not very strong as a usual thing and the manner of the world can isolate the members and their real life completely even when the rooms are thronged as gregory grew worn and thin and his pallor increased as he smoked and brooded more and more apart his companions would shrug their shoulders significantly and whisper it looks as if gregory would go under soon something's the matter with him at first good-natured men would say come gregory take a hand with us but when he complied it was with such a listless manner that they were sorry they had asked him at last beyond mere passing courtesies they had come to leave him very much alone and in his unnatural and perverted state this was just what he most desired his whole being had become a diseased sensitive nerve shrinking most from any effort toward his improvement even as a finger pointed at a festering wound causes anticipatory agonies at the club he would be let alone but these good people would take an interest in him and might even talk religion and probe with questions and surmises if they did he knew from what he had already seen of them that they would try to do it delicately and kindly but he felt that the most considerate efforts would be like the surgical instruments of the dark ages he needed good decisive heroic treatment but who would have the courage and skill to give it who cared enough for him to take the trouble not merely had annie walton looked with eyes of human pity upon his sin-marred visage that morning the divine personality enthroned in the depths of her soul and permeating her life looked commiseratingly forth also could demons glare from human eyes and god not smile from them as annie thought much of him after her stolen glance in the morning she longed to do that which he dreaded she would try to do attempt his reformation not that she cared for him personally or that she had grown sentimentally interested in his byronic style of wretchedness so far from it her happy and healthful nature was repelled by his diseased and morbid one she found him what the girls called a disagreeable man but she yearned toward a sinning suffering soul found in any guise it was not in her woman's heart to pass by on the other side End of chapter five